Ag State of Mind, episode 164. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast. A proud member of the Global Ag Network with you. As always, I am your host, Jason Meadows. Today, we are continuing our series on lessons my dad taught me. And I don't really even have any notes for this podcast episode, um, but I do have a topic. And that topic is... The excitement won't outlast the payments. Now, I remember the first time I was looking at buying my first first vehicle for my family. This was a totally new experience for me. I drove the same vehicle through college. Um, I had a 2000, was it a Silverado base model that I drove all the way through college. Um, then when I graduated college, I bought my dad's truck off of him, uh, and that's really was my only car buying experience up until the time I got married. I didn't know how car payments worked. I didn't know how any of that worked. I didn't know what the car, the only thing I knew about car buying process is that it made me super uncomfortable because my dad was always such a haggler on prices and he would just leave the dealership and, um, if they didn't give him the price that he wanted, uh, he, it would, it was always, a. it seems like it was always a traumatic experience and it got to where, uh, I didn't even, I still to this day don't even like buy buying vehicles. That's why I'm so thankful for the folks over at Hutchison Ford who always make my, um, car buying experiences as painless as possible. So, um, because I, I, with all of my heart, detest buying cars. Like, it's the one thing in this world. I'd rather go grocery shopping at Walmart on a Friday payday than I would go shopping for cars. But he told me something, and I was kind of explaining to him um, what was going on with our search for a new car. Um, I was talking to him about what we had, what we had in mind, what our budget was, this, 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 and... He said something to me that I'll never forget. And he told me that the excitement will not outlast the payments. And what he meant by that is whenever you're buying something and you're going to finance it or just not even finance it, just when you're buying something, make sure it's something you want in a year, in two years, in five years, in 10 years even, depending on what it is. Make sure that it's something that's going to fulfill your needs down the road instead of just being an impulse buy right now. And that has really stuck with me, that saying, Anytime I go to buy anything, really, uh, whether it be a car or a new piece of equipment or something for our home or what, even just like little things, uh, whether it be like um, something from the farm store, even uh, just little things like that, 
is it has helped me so much in being very intentional with how I spend my money. And I don't want to ever like, I don't want anybody to ever think that we we were super frugal or we were super poor or anything like that whenever I was a kid because we were not. I never went without. Uh, In fact, I feel like we always had some pretty nice things. My dad always drove a new vehicle. My mom did as well. Um, But it was the whole intention behind what my dad said that really has stuck with me. And it's, it's powerful because here I am he told me that that was, uh, gosh, probably close to 15 years ago when he told me that. And it's really changed my outlook to this day on how I view spending things. And I'll go a little bit through like how I process that. Um, you know, let's talk, let's go straight out to it in cars. I, I'm not a car guy. Uh, cars to me, I feel like are, are a waste of money <laughs> no matter how much or how little you spend on them there you're always losing money on them um, but they're necessary we have to have them especially where we live we have to have good reliable vehicles uh, because no matter where we go it's at least a 20 mile trip uh, so we need to have uh, reliable vehicles um, so how do i view that whole the whole concept of payments versus excitement. So whenever I go into looking to buy a new car now, I think of something, you know, is this something that's going to last me for a long time? Is this something that is practical? Let me take my side by side, for example. The biggest craze I feel like right now, especially among my friends and in just rural rural America in general, is is everyone buying a really nice high dollar side by side. That's like almost become like a status symbol. Um, we don't have one like that. So what I have is a I'm not even sure what year it is, but it's a diesel Kubota um, RTV, which I love and I love for our family. It's, but it's not your typical side-by-side that you see going down the county road at 60 miles an hour. Uh, no, it's much different than that. It's one that we, it's a diesel. We utilize it on the farm. It's got a huge bed. Uh, it's got a cab with air and heat. Uh, it's awesome. Like it's something that seriously, I, every time I get in, it brings me joy because I'm out of the elements. Uh, it makes my life so much easier and it was practical. I bought it used. I bought it for much less than market value. Uh, I traded in some, uh, our old side by side, which was much less practical. Uh, it was something that has really, it was something that I feel like really fits that paradigm of, of my, what my dad talked about of, not getting, not focusing on the excitement over the long-term payments or, or whatever it may be. I would love to have a side-by-side that goes 80 miles an hour down the, down the county roads, but do I need that? No. Do I actually really, really want that truly? Does it really fit my needs? And the answer is no. I don't want my kids to get behind the wheel of something that drives 80 miles an hour. I just don't. Not They're not ready for that. They're not ready for that power. They would absolutely no doubt wreck it. But with this little side-by-side that I, it's not little, I shouldn't say. It's big. It just is geared differently. Um, it only goes like 25 miles an hour. So it's, it's a perfect thing for our kids to learn to drive on. Uh, I can tell them to take the trash to the end of the driveway. We have a three quarters of a mile long driveway. So walking the trash can down really isn't an option. 
uh, it is, but I mean, it would, it's, it's not a pleasant one. Uh, so they load the trash every Tuesday. They take turns, uh, loading the trash in the back of the side by side, taking it down to the end of the driveway for collection. And, uh, you know, so that I feel really comfortable with them doing that. I feel really comfortable with them going out, checking cows in the side by side, or just driving it down the road for fun. Uh, it's a really, you know, it's got a wheel, four wheels, you know, it's much just like a mini miniature vehicle, miniature car. And it's a really incredible way, safe way for our kids to learn to drive here at home. Uh, those other things wouldn't be that practical. And I'm just, again, it goes back to that original saying that my dad said, well, the excitement outlasts the payments. In this case, the, the answer is yes. Um, you know, the payments didn't last very long on this vehicle. Uh, we got it paid off very quickly. Um, and it's something that still continues to bring us joy. In fact, my Christmas present from Carrie and the boys was um, LED light bars for it for the back and the front of it so I could see even better to drive at night and it's something I've been wanting for it for a really long time but have been really reluctant to buy for myself and uh, again it continues to bring excitement and joy to our lives long past the payments are gone so I mean it's just I feel like it's just a ultimate example of the kind of thing that my dad was talking about. I'm so thankful for so many lessons that my father taught me throughout his time here on earth uh you know, just a little to lament here a little bit. You know, again, I started this because my dad's on the last years of his life. Uh, just this week, my dad, who has been having a really hard time getting around, fell and broke his collarbone. And, you know, it's been a, just kind of a really rough go for our for our family for the last couple of, honestly, years with my dad. It's been really difficult to see him struggle. Um, but this is a way to help me reflect on his legacy and on the good times and the good things that he taught me. You know, I don't want to be always in sorrow when it comes to my dad um, because it would be very easily easy to do such a thing. However, what I want to do instead is, is choose to remember the good times. I remember um, when somebody telling me that whenever they're Whenever they remember their father, they don't remember the last years, the struggling years. No, instead they remember the good times that they had. And this is my way of reflecting on those good times, the good lessons, and understanding that he taught me things that I will forever hold valuable and cherish and things that I'm going to pass down to my kids and allow them to take it to the next generation. And it's just, my dad started such a generational legacy with his knowledge and his, his, his wisdom. It's something I want to make sure that I share with the rest of our posterity. And what better way to do this, to have this kind of evergreen, is to put it in audio form on a podcast. It's out there forever. And, you know, his wisdom will be forever available to anybody who seeks it. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the podcast medium that allows me to do this such a thing. Uh, and I, again, I love my dad so much. He's my hero. I would love for him to live forever, but I know that that's just not going to happen. So... Uh, instead, I wanted to take 
my platform that I have created as a way to pay tribute to him. And uh, it's, it, these have been some of the easiest podcasts that I've ever recorded because I just hit the record button and just start talking about the things that my dad has taught me. And um, wow, just a testament to how important he has been to me and a testament to how I can always honor his legacy. So, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Go, if if you are fans of the podcast, want to see this podcast continue to grow, want to see new things from the podcast, go out, support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash agstateofmind. Leave a small monthly donation. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, it helps us buy equipment, helps us to stay current on things. Uh, helps me to pay my editing bill, uh, just all sorts of things. So if you would just go out, leave us, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. And also if you so do, uh, if you would be so inclined, go out and start leaving us monthly donations on Patreon at patreon.com slash ag state of mind. All right, guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, this has been the Ag State of Mind podcast with Jason Meadows. And remember, do your best every day to make rural America healthy again. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.